Oh, I'm starting. Well, oh, hello. <laughs> welcome to Up Your Class. Welcome back. Yes, welcome. So I, I guess I do I need to apologise from the start? You've been to working. To all our listeners, yes. Yeah, to yeah. all of our listeners, there's, just in case you've There's forgotten. hundreds of them. <laughs> there all, is a hundred. All 11 of you, I apologise profusely. My name is Nellie Thomas. I'm sitting opposite Dave O'Neill and Shane Lang. And we had a brief hiatus because I had too much work on. So, you did a bit so, of ABC radio. Yes, I was doing a little bit of wireless, as they like to say, on the ABC. So you will return to this podcast as a complete professional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Schmick. Schmick, yeah. Slick. Yes, I'm not feeling very slick. Have you yes. got the classic <clears throat> ABC voice? You know, you know, like, say, 10 years ago, every announcer spoke like a kindergarten teacher. You're listening to yeah, ABC, ABC Radio. And today we're going to talk about gardening. <laughs> and if you want to bring up now... Did you find yourself changing your voice? I, no, but I did have my, um, is it pronunciation or enunciation corrected? Oh, several, Multiple yeah, times. yeah, yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah, by who? Usually List, by text. Listeners, yeah. listeners. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you know, the they're, they're the important things. That is that they are the biggest know-it-all audience you'll ever find in the world. I reckon. Well, well the BBC would be the same in England. They like they like it how they like it. It's their auntie, so. Oh, yeah. I'm paying 11 cents for this. Yeah. <laughs> so. But now at least it's sort of, yeah, there's just more people speaking normally. But I tell you what, there is a lack of, uh, seeing as we're doing a podcast about class, there is a lack of working class voices on that station, on the well, ABC, all around Australia. I was conscious of trying to not round off. My, I mean, I don't, my accent's not particularly broad anyway. No, it's not. But no. I was conscious of not cleaning it up. But I did notice, especially, I don't know if you noticed this, Dave, when you um, do fill-ins there as well, I did notice when I said the phone number that I would sound posher than I normally would. I think it's like something in my head from listening. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Shall we get on to our own podcast? Oh, no, let's talk more about that. Yeah, Shane's running the show today. Oh, Shane. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, well, Well, you did the running order. Oh, so, (laughs) but I didn't bring it with me. (laughs) I've, well, got, I've got it on my phone. Do you want me to have a look? Yeah, we'll be, we were supposed to yeah. begin. Introductions. We're going to meet Nellie this yeah, morning. Yeah, Because we morning. haven't met her yet. So for those who've listened from the start, um, thank you. Bless you. Uh, you would have met, you know, in a class sense. Yeah, you've met Dave and Shane. That's right. We've established that we've got working class credentials. Maybe so, had. Had, yeah. Had. In your case? In my case, yes. <laughs> I still have them. Yeah. You Shane still, still have them. Shane's still working in a, a job that sounds tough. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's still working in a job. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I thought, I mean, I was thinking about it this morning and I reckon in a way, like I come from a really big family, so mum's okay, so family 12. And how many is in your family? In my immediate family, small. So just my brother and I. Um, but right. my extended family, so 12 on mum's side, nine on dad's. Wow. So And not Catholic before we Very get interesting. into Catholic jokes. And where did you grow up again? So rural Western Australia. Dad's family mainly grew up in Perth, in the, in the suburbs of Perth, but I grew up in a little town called Meriden. Um, Where's that? It's in the Wheat Belt, isn't it? Yeah, it's like if you it's go... Margaret River, is it? Bunbury? Oh, I wish it was near Margaret River. It's the other way, isn't it? It's yeah, other... closer to there than it is to Perth, though. No. No? Completely You're north. wrong direction. Oh, You're north? No, I thought I... Because I've been there. You picture Kalgoorlie and Perth yeah. in the middle. Oh, my God. Yeah. Stuck between two other shitholes, as I used to say it, in it, an early joke. Is it uh, desert? Um, it's Fair not. Food it's not desert. Is it a it's cultural desert? Hot. It certainly it was a cultural desert. 
Um, it's a little. It's got a bit more culture now. So hot? Well, like how hot? Like probably for three or four months a year, it'd be over forty. Oh, hot! Yeah, and it's on the coast. Yeah. No, it's not on the coast. Oh. Do you know where <laughs> Kalgoorlie so totally is? <laughs> Kalgoorlie's in the middle of WA. Shane has yeah. obviously never been A, on a mine, or B, to a brothel. No, I... Because Kalgoorlie's known for both. Yeah, okay. No, it's inland. So right. it's about, depending how you drive... So it's nowhere near Bunbury. Absolutely nowhere near Bunbury. Yeah. <laughs> it, it'd be more That's near... That's a nice area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. Down south, along the when you see picture postcards, it's not married. So what did your mum and dad do for jobs? So mum was cleaned to the local butcher shop. So I used clean to go to the butcher shop. Clean the butcher shop. Wow. So I used There's to go a job. with her after dinner. Oh, and my memories of that were awful. Uh, awful and awful. Well, I've <laughs> seen sausages made literally. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but of cold fingers, imagine your little fingers because you're obviously in a refrigerated environment cleaning cold oh, yeah. fingers, and I'd be like wiping out literally the blood out oh. of the display cabinet. Well, she do that every day. They'd get the butchers cleaned every day. Yeah. Okay, I was just asking. Well, you're going <laughs> to have butchers Sunday. Yeah, leave Sunday. congealed yeah. blood. I don't know how that's not work. a good look. And then you put fake plastic parsley okay, yeah, over fun. the top. <laughs> so you and a know smiling it's pig real. somewhere. There's always a <laughs> smiling pig. Chef's hats. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And then a lot of flies. Oh. Yeah, to clean up those. And, and meat, meat would be big in that town. Meat was a, oh, was a big thing. Oh, three times a day. Yeah, big Three thing. times a day. In fact, my parents would still eat meat at least twice a day. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. then what did your dad do? Um, Dad worked, he was a storeman for the water supply. So I I don't actually know what that means, except that I think you sit (laughs) in in the store. (laughs) You retain water. Yeah, what do they have as a store in in the water supply? It's like you sit in a shed and wait for the truckies and whoever to come in and you give them spare parts and stuff. Yeah, yeah, sure. I I think. I get it. Do you know what I mean? Like you're, You're the keeper of the nuts and bolts. Did he have a forklift? Oh, no. No. No, you don't leave the store. Oh. No, you manned the store from, oh I think it was 8.30 till 4. So how long did he work there? Oh, his whole life until he got retrenched. Yeah. So it got privatised. Um, for for listeners, that's Shane's bottle. Water bottle is like explosive. It's doing its own accord. <laughs> it's doing its own uh, thing. How long did, so when did he get retrenched? So he got retrenched in his 50s. No, and that's hard then, to get a job then. Oh, it's hard to get a job in Meriden if you're a bloody rocket scientist. Yeah, let alone if you're a, a man who'd left school at 13 and has worked in the same job. Um, so he was pretty much unemployed for about two years uh-huh. and then eventually got a job at pumping bo- petrol. At the local servo, and his boss was 19. He reskilled. Yes. His boss was 19. His boss was 19. Oh. So, again. Is without, he still doing that, or is he no, retired? No, he's retired now. Without getting the little violin out, this is why I get so shitty when people talk about, you know, unemployment, underemployment, welfare, and so on in abstract terms. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you kind of go, like, my parents are actually okay because they own their house. Like, they yeah, bought yeah. an ex commission house and they own their house. So they, they're not in poverty. But if they didn't own that, they oh, would be, be completely yeah. rooted. Is, is, this, is this town got that undercurrent of poverty and unemployment? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, there's some... There's could, could we see it on Struggle Street on SBS? Probably some. So we live... There's The town's divided by the highway and a railway oh, line. It's like Detroit and... It's like an Eminem song. Literally. You eight Mile. So the... <laughs> and was, I was, was on Eight Mile. Wrong, wrong side of the track. I was on the wrong side. Were you? So I was on the side... 
with the white trash and the Aboriginal population and the occasional immigrant. Yeah, right. And then on the other side, which we literally called Snobs Hill. Wow. Um, Was it on a hit? Yeah, yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. Is that everyone does, do they? Do they? I don't know. Yeah, we we had Donvale, which we called Mortgage Mountain. (laughs) <laughs> which is a suburb near Mitcham, and it was just yeah, it was on a, yeah. Because uh, like in Geelong, there's one hill, and that's the posh bit. Yeah, because people love a hill. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I think views, the thing yeah. that divided our town was Snobs Hill had brick houses. Oh, you didn't? No. Weatherboards always been no, for no. Poorer we had people. fibro. A fibro. Which was even another step <laughs> okay, down, yeah. and still hello has. asbestos. Hello yeah. asbestos asbestosis. I remember oh. the first time I took my youngest daughter home. Without a word of exaggeration, it was 46 degrees. Oh. We're at mum and dad's house, so it's fibro, no insulation. No the aircon? aircon's on oh, full bore, mm. which we didn't have as kids. No, of course not. <laughs> but we were still so hot that we had her in a paddle pool in the lounge room under the aircon because she was wow. so hot. <laughs> it's intense. Yeah, I remember being hot in Perth and the storms. That's what I remember. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's interesting. I don't know. But you were happy. <laughs> oh, look, it was <laughs> That's great. That's what I say about those what? families. But they were they were happy. <laughs> they loved the Queen. They were happy. Um, what, what? And so what? What? Um, okay. And so what? What would Mum serve up as a meal? Food's always a good indication of class. Um. Oh, risoles. Absolutely. Oh, so we had a lot of risoles. I love a risole. I love a risole. This day, never had meatloaf. We had meatloaf. Yeah. Yeah. That would have involved garlic. The no. garlic was strictly off. No, Not in my it. house. <laughs> you know when mum went to the fruit shop and the and the Italian woman said, uh, you should put garlic into your stew, and yeah. mum put the whole thing in. Oh, Just yeah. drop the whole... We'd still get a little bit of flavour out yeah, there. Yeah. Actually, some, yeah. some recipe asked you to do My mum would go, oh, we don't eat that. No, that's We'd up there with avocado. A lot of spaghetti bolognese, which oh. was made with mince and a tin of tomato soup. My dad oh. didn't, cons- didn't consider uh, spaghetti a meal. No, that's a meal. Mm. You had to have vegetables then. <laughs> and yeah, dad, dad would yeah. call the entree. That's the entree. Where's yeah. the main? And crumbed chops. Oh, crumbed chops. A lot of crumbed Yum. meat. I had, yeah. a, I had crumbed chops the other night. Beautiful. More fat, like basically. Like lamb cutlets. Or- yeah. Yeah, but not cutlets. Cutlets are expensive. expensive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although we did get a lot of meat from the butcher. Yeah, of course. Um, but what I was going to say before we got onto food, I reckon it's interesting. If you look at the extended family, I reckon my family is a, a kind of a parable of class mobility both ways because I was lucky enough to get educated, you know, post-Whitlam. I'm the first in the family to go to uni, as we've all discussed before. Yeah. So I'm really middle class now, let's be honest, in income and interests. But a lot of my cousins and certainly uncles have the other thing has happened has been that the devolution of the working class into the underclass Mm. including poverty homelessness incarceration and by that i mean jail yeah Um, yeah. and that is well i'm trying not to use my too many fancy words um and that is the story like the two trajectories that have happened in for the working class in Australia I reckon over the last 30 years I think years. you're right they went you go either one way or the other in one a way one way or the other because there used to be a real nobility in being working class in some ways of mm. kind of going you know what I'm a whatever I am and I have the skills of this trade but a lot of that's been lost and a couple of my uncles in particular who were um, skilled tradespeople but had no education are frankly fucked yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting that. So you, how, how come is it that you got out of that town and situation? Was it uh, you go to the local high school or? Yeah, I went to local high school. I think it's a combination of without sounding up myself, I was bright. 
you know, so I did and have... And you wanted to get out of there. And I wanted to get out of town. But also, it's post-Whitlam, you know. I mean, university yeah, was, it was open free. to me. Well, it was free when I went to... Uni it was free. free. I've I still got a hex debt. Mine was free for the first year and then not... Yeah. It wasn't free, yeah. but it was possible. Well, Whereas I think now, if if I was 17 now, which is when I left home, if mm-hmm. I was 17 in 2018 in the same circumstances, I wouldn't be going to uni. So what, no way. What, what happened to your brother then? Did he follow the same path? No, so he um, wasn't as academic. I actually think he was as bright, but school mm. didn't suit him, you know, your classic mm. tale. Um, so he worked his way up, basically started you know, sweeping wheat at the local, um, what are they called? Wheat bin? Wheat, wheat place. Like silos. where you drop silos. And then became, you know, did a health and safety, became health and safety rep and long story short has worked himself up through the mines and is now like a senior manager, well off, you know, Yeah, but that's a ver- type. very... Through the mines. He dragged himself out through of the Through the mines, yeah. yeah. Well, he was in health and safety. Yeah, right. Yeah. Which I think is a really different... Yeah, well, that thing. would be quite involved in a they're quite They're quite yeah. hated in the uh, workplaces. Yeah, they, they can be. Stuff yeah, they yeah. Want to yeah. Do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't, click, put, don't put the witch's hat. Don't get your tape out. You know, yeah. I, was getting the I think there's hats. a love-hate because they're the ones who have to come in when someone dies yeah. or you know, their leg gets chopped off or something. So there's a grudging respect for them. And they have to deal with the boss and yeah. say, you know, you really have to do make the, you have to make the conditions better. So, But like I say, I think... One of the, the things that we need to return to more in the podcast as we go on mm-hmm. is is the other stuff, is the is the underclass that's developing because, or has developed yeah. because of, I think, privatisation, casualisation, insecure employment. Yeah. Automation. Automation as yeah. well as, you know, cost of living. Mm. So that, that, that'll do for me, but I still oh. feel a pull toward, the, toward you, my people. I, I was just getting to know you. <laughs> 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 it, is interesting, it is interesting because you would go back to your hometown and not feel like it's home anymore. Is that correct? Or it's, I feel really... There's a lot of reasons for that probably. There are. I feel really conflicted actually yeah. because one of the things about education I reckon that we don't talk about is that it can, even though I would never give it up and it's, it's changed my life, it has put a divide between me and a lot of members of my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. For sure. I yeah. reckon and both yeah. ways. You know, I definitely try not to be, you know, snobby and mm. I'm conscious that I've had opportunities. But there is a bit of, oh, yeah, or you, with your book learning. Yeah. yeah. And um, well, you did you learn go, that at uni? Yeah, did you learn that at uni? <laughs> then you do go back going, hey, I don't like that racism and I don't like that well, homophobia and, you know. Because we live, yourself. You, you, live yeah. in, you live in a similar bubble to me in the inner north bubble. And, yeah. and and it's and it's um well I'm not in a north but northern bubble yeah northern bubble, bubble. <laughs> and, and 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 so you're surrounded by similar kind of people and it's only when you go to those areas well I have to because I do gigs yeah like I was in where I was on Saturday night Lake Bolak on Saturday night Bolak yeah. like we had Bolak a place called Bolak <laughs> yeah, Bolak near Bolak. Colac. Near Colac. Near Colac. Yeah. And you're exposed to attitudes and stuff that you thought don't exist anymore. But, but this th- is why one of the reasons we decided to start this podcast is because we were all fed up with. Like the ignorance around, you know, when people go, well, how did Brexit happen? How did Trump happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, How yeah. did Hanson happen? You're like, what fucking planet are you people yeah, living well, on? Like, that's because all the journalists and stuff, all the, they all live in the same areas and stuff like that. Because all the commentators come yeah. from the same backgrounds and don't have to yeah. deal with Uncle Barry at Christmas yeah. <laughs> and understand that, A, he's lost his job and, B, he thinks it's the Pakistanis' fault. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. so... 
And they view them as some kind of, you know, oddity that needs to be studied. And yeah, yeah, that's right. They view the working class as an oddity that needs to be studied yeah. rather than going, actually, we need not to tolerate the intolerances, but listen, mm. you know, how does this happen? This doesn't come out of nowhere. Mm. Um, so anyway, we'll get on to that. What's next, Shane? Our next is week. <laughs> it's the eight-hour day. Oh, it's the eight-hour day. It's the, um, what's the segment called? Is this like a history lesson? History, is this, history this is corner. Supposed to be, yeah, <laughs> where we because re- I reckon we've forgotten yeah. about the eight-hour day. Yeah, we have. We don't have, and it's taken for granted now. Yeah, except it's not because we don't have it. Yeah. So yeah, speaking no. of gentrification, <laughs> we, have <laughs> we do. My partner is an academic, and we were talking about it. He was talking to his students who would be what eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Yeah. yeah. About the eight-hour day, and none of them knew what he was talking about, and I'm not wow. kidding. No, None no, of it doesn't them surprise knew. me. Well, when was it introduced? So, well, funny you should ask. Yeah, funny. Shane <laughs> Have you done has, research, Shane's Shane? done some, some talking points. Now, Lachlan, who's my partner, his talking points conflict with yours, Shane. Do they? But I'm I got mine off uh, the internet, yeah. which never lies. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shane says, and I tend to agree, that it starts with the Industrial Revolution in, in England. Yes. Basically. When the workers had had enough... Of you know climbing up chimneys, and they used to work Sundays too. Or, and they oh work yeah, all. yeah, they worked all the time. Yeah, <laughs> like I do all the time. Yeah, like you do now. Yeah, but this exactly. is what I'm. This is the point. But in Melbourne, according to um, Lachlan, who does work at University of Melbourne, so you might know about Melbourne, the stonemason strike in 1853 is defined as the mark. Is the marker? What sort of That's academic when we got on board? Is it? That's apparently when we got on board and went enough. And the eight-hour day was not just about eight hours work. We're talking about going from, you know, 15, 16-hour days, seven days a week often mm. to eight hours a day. But it was also about a recognition that eight hours was required for sleep and eight hours was required for family and leisure. Ah, okay. So yeah, eight, three eights. Yeah, the three eights. So people focus on the eight hours of work, but they forget... That's that interesting. That you need well. to sleep and that you need to, you know, cook and clean and be with your family. They used to work at all times, didn't they? Wasn't yes. that the thing in the, in the industrial era? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. But I think the interesting part of that, which we can think of about today, is the eight hours was also recognition then for people who worked physical labour like a stonemason, the hmm. body required rest. Yeah. But let's come forward today. Let's say you're office worker, you're white collar. The opposite's true. We're all getting fat. And, you know, not working our muscles and having poor vision Mm. and all the rest of it. The eight hours leisure is required to move. Yeah. And to have, so we're going the other way. To do Pilates. Join a gym. Join a gym. Or to, you know, rest the eyes or to Mm. have leisure activities. To watch Netflix. To watch Netflix. (laughs) Shane, don't admit to that. Um, But that it's, we have lost that, Shane. You don't work an eight hour day. No, I don't, no. So what's your... Well, I certainly don't work. Um, No, actually, I usually work around eight hours, but it's not nine to five. So you might go like 10 to 12, have three three hours off and then have to work again. Yeah, exactly. But in total, it's probably around eight hours. See, that's interesting because remember in the 70s and even the 80s, the eight-hour day was protected by... Retail wasn't open on Sundays, for yeah. example, and only open on Saturday morning because yeah. I worked in the supermarket yeah, from 9 to 12 yeah, yeah. till midday. Yes. And then I assume they had that so they allowed the workers to rest. Yes. But now yeah. everything and is to open to and to go to church. Yeah. yeah. 
Everything is open at all times. It is, which one could argue would be okay if you're being paid properly and had time off on the other days. Mm. So if you wanted to work Saturday and Sunday, for example, Mm -hmm. but you had Tuesday and Wednesday off, you know, a lot of people wouldn't care about that. But that's not what happens. No, it isn't. (laughs) You end up, there was a time you were working seven days, Shane. Yeah, occasionally I do. And you are paid for eight hours, but you're in effect hanging around waiting for the next job. For many, yeah, many hours. Yeah, we don't hours. get paid for the time in between clients. Or travel time. No. Well, sometimes. Depends. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. So, well, yeah. And okay. office workers these days, you hear a lot of, um, there's always pressure to stay around. So Absolutely. You, you know, if you want to get somewhere in your job, you have to put in the hard yards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah my my um, brother, the one who lives in Switzerland and speaks like this. Yes. Uh, the one he's, who does a very good job. Yeah, he has a, he has a, he has a job that's very hard to explain. I can't explain <laughs> it to you. And it's a very simple job. Uh, anyway, so his wife was saying that she works in a corporate job in Geneva and the, on, on, in banking or so, human resource. They sound and, like they're doing it really tough. Oh, God. Anyway, so that, that, but she said the boss on Monday morning would say, and, and good on Eric, who, who on the weekend I could tell he was in working and they'd all clap, some guy. Oh, my God. Because uh, Eric was working from home and so the boss could see his computer was turned on at home. Yeah. And my brother, being an Aussie, going, just turn your computer on. Yeah. And just, you know, pretend you're totally, working. That's my just first go thought. On Facebook. <laughs> exactly. But no, Eric, Eric, round of applause for Eric. Hire a working. teenager. They haven't got a paper route. Get them to just sit there <laughs> pretending to email. Yeah. So people being, I mean, this is obviously in Geneva, but I'm sure it's the same here. People are getting rewarded you know, for, for being workaholics. has got a new book out. Oh, I've read some. Some of it is great. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Hugh McKay, you know, social commentator. He, you know, he, he surveys the country and he the makes... population. And he talks about what, what changes there have been. But he oh, made a great point where he said... I heard him in an interview say how commonplace it is to go, hey, how you, how you going, Shane? You busy? Mm. Yeah, you're busy. Like the busy, busy being as common now as, what are you up to? Yeah. You know, so it's expected... And I do this. Like, you're constantly talking about how busy you are. Yeah, yeah. And we all do because we are overwhelmed. But I'm, I'm amazed how many people are busy in industries that don't really matter. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, which, which well, like comedy, be, for example. Or, uh, or I've, done gigs, I've done gigs for people that make, say, junk mail. And they're like, oh, I'm so busy. Like up all, yeah, like, oh, yeah, and you're like, but what are you doing? Because it's a cultural expectation now to be busy. And I've definitely got friends who work in offices who say, if you left at five, people would literally, like, give you dirty looks. Yeah, yeah. It's expected that you'll be in to early. Till seven. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And you'll do your emails, you know, at night on your yeah, phone. Yeah, have your and, phone. And, yep. Yeah. Yes. Do you yeah, you're have always pressure to work on. overtime, Shane? Um, no, they don't pay overtime. <laughs> yeah, but you do work overtime. I know you well, do. Well, we, we do hours that we don't get paid for. So. I mean, if you've got Gee. a client whose meeting goes longer at Centrelink, you yeah, don't yeah, just clock off. Yeah, if you're at a off. doctor's appointment with somebody and you knock off, you can't just do you have, and leave them there. Do you have to go to Centrelink with some of your clients? Oh, yeah. It, that, how, I went to Centrelink. I mean, I used to go to Centrelink a lot 30 years ago and wasn't a doll. <laughs> but I went there recently for a child care. No, maybe oh, five years yes, ago for some sort of yes, benefit. Yes, yes. And, oh, my God. It was worse than it was in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. It was oh, just no, like, there was like at least 30 people standing up and waiting, yeah. another 20 sitting down, and you had to pick up a phone. 
Yeah. And ring. So you wait, you wait in the line and then they say, can you go and use that computer? Yeah. And I go, this bloke doesn't speak English, mate. Yeah. Of course he can't go and use the computer. It's like, terrible. In the old days, it was so good in the 80s. When you got the CES. Yeah, when it was the CES <laughs> and, then, and then the DSS. Yeah. But even the DSS, they were – that. At my local DSS, they just had a box to put your doll for me because it was so yeah, busy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you didn't have just to. drop it in there, mate. So drop you'd go it. through the yellow pages and put down yeah. the fake Coles jobs that you'd look for. Or worse. Yeah, there was no drop internet. it in the box. <laughs> yeah, you just had to provide three jobs. The army, the navy, I used Were to put. Were you going to be responsible for the dismantling of the welfare state if this conversation continues? I think the welfare state's <laughs> being dismantled. Actually, it's it's too, it's too, I mean, you would know if you're taking people to Centrelink, it's just very hard to deal with these it days. Really I don't know how is. people do it. it re- and it really is really depressing. And it's worse on the phone. Oh, don't even start me on the phone. People ringing up, speaking of ABC, ring up complaining about Telstra. You want to try and be on the phone to Centrelink when it's your income. Yeah. Uh, Like, it's bad to lose your phone. How about you're going to have no money for the next, you know, fortnight? People have to threaten violence before they get... uh, Oh, it's crazy. Hey, let me ask you this on a lighter note. Hmm. Another fact from from Dr. Locke. What do you reckon the clock and watch have to do with the eight-hour day, other than the obvious? Oh, hello. Let's go back to the 19th century. How many people do you reckon had clocks and watches? None. Almost none. Yeah, very, very <laughs> It was few. all done by the light, wasn't it? About when the light... It was initially. Sundials, and yeah. then the workers <laughs> actually rallied to have public clocks. So when you see like the really? big clock at Melbourne Uni, for example, that's four-sided, yeah. that is so the bosses couldn't shaft them out of their eight hours. Oh, oh, wow. So they would know that it was five o'clock. And their wives or whoever would know that it was they'd be coming home soon. And, and that's so, a great fact, isn't it? Awesome. <laughs> is this your partner? Yeah. What sort of academic is he? Oh, I hate cultural studies. They just know oh, a little bit be, about everything. That'd be good fun. Cultural yeah. studies. <laughs> <laughs> he's very special. Talk, talk about TV or anything. His area yeah, exactly. speciality is street art, and he did his thesis on TV <laughs> quiz shows. So. TV quiz shows. <laughs> he did. As someone who grew up with no TV, which I think is hilarious. Oh, wow. what, why did he grow up with no TV? Piece. Was he like an, a hippie family? or His family just didn't, and they still don't, believe in TV. Oh, my God. They, they don't believe in it like it doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does like it like aliens. We've heard I've about it. i that out of him. That's so that, sure. His parents must have been sort of hippies then, kind no, of. No, no, quite, don't they? No, not hippies. Con- they just read. Buttoned up conservatives, they, they? They re- Oh, Shane. They read. <laughs> they read How dare a lot. You. They read. Okay. And All right. Well, that's yeah. it. That's the eight-hour week. That's the eight. So we need it back. Yeah, we do. I don't know how that's going to happen, but we have we, to fight for it. Well, I think we have to remind, especially young people, actually what it was. It's the same thing as like sick pay and you know carers leave mm. and and holiday pay. These things don't. Your rights aren't guaranteed. No, you need to be in your union. Mm. People don't oh, like I guess unions you do. anymore. No, they don't. But, you know, how else are we going to do it? Exactly. You're not going to individually bargain. Yeah, and the, em- sick pay. the employer. What is that about? Why, why do people gone off unions? Oh, I reckon let's put a pin in that. Okay. We've <laughs> talked about this before, but we'll talk yeah, about it but again. But I reckon we should yeah. get someone in, a union person in, yeah. and see what they reckon. You're going to catch us up on Roseanne. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, yeah, just to... Re- uh, last time we spoke, she just... Had she just gone off the Richter? I don't no, she hadn't. Oh, no, she, she hadn't. She hadn't. So, yeah, so she, she hadn't she, done the race. We'd wa- you'd watch the show. I'd watch the show. We discussed it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, that's where we're at. So the um, so Roseanne t- tweeted a racist remark about an uh, ex-Obama staff member, um, referring to her as the child of Planet of the Apes. 
and yeah. then tried to say it had something to do with sleeping pills. Yeah, it was I, don't, I take sleeping pills. I've never like accidentally been racist tweeted. from sleeping pills and, <laughs> and tweeted it. Yeah, what was the sleeping pill she was on? It was like a uh, popular brand. Anyway, she's yeah, she claimed that her um, medication had made her go off on a sleep tweet or something. And then she claimed that actually she did mean that tweet, but everyone misunderstood it. Yeah, she, wow. she depending on who you know she was talking to, who she was talking mm. to. But anyway, so the network cancelled the show. Um, and like straight away, basically, mm. uh, the head Which of the is network is apparently it's pretty full on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think that's ever happened before. I'm trying to think of another instance I like can't that. Think of an People have been sacked, but to actually have a whole show being axed is mm. yeah, because I mean that's a shame for everyone else on the show. <laughs> it is, although, and I think it's more a, of an update from what I've heard because the head of the network is a woman of color. Mm. Um, she reacted straight away swiftly and bloody good honor yeah mm. but the thing that i find well i say bloody good honor and then at the same time i go and you know this because you follow the crazies on twitter shane <laughs> but there was we all knew yeah yeah i, I mean there was no i like, stopped following hiding roseanne the fact that a year ago yeah. roseanne had gone yeah you know <laughs> off the yeah. off the on Richter. twitter yeah right but yeah. she'd said like terrible oh, i had a list of them things. yeah it's like um, unbelievable um, so it's kind of weird. She's in, a Zionist. Is oh, hardcore. Yeah. But it's sort of interesting to kind of go, oh, it's great to see the network act. But yeah. then the network knew. Yeah, so and the network put her on and back on in the first in the place. First no, place. all of that. So. And what's the update? So it's back on without it. As, yeah, apparently they're talking about um, negotiating with the rest of the cast to re- have the show without her. Um, you know why? Because they have to pay them out anyway. I read in the paper. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, well, good. Oh, so it's not a, yeah, good. I reckon let's see it. Yeah. It's let's not, see. They're not trolling, Roseanne. <laughs> <laughs> no. But interesting, the other thing that really shat me, because I love Wanda Sykes. Have you ever seen her live, yeah, yeah, she's Dave? Oh, I love Wanda Sykes. I know who she is, but I've never seen oh, her. Oh, she yeah. came out to the festival a couple of years yeah. ago. And, oh, my God. She's, she's from amazing. Curvy Enthusiasm. Uh, yeah, Larry. Yes, yes. Larry. Yeah. <laughs> Larry. And she's the yeah. voice of the grandma in Ice Age. Oh, she's very. And she's f- a writer on yeah. Roseanne. She was a writer on Roseanne and she's an um, African American woman. Yeah, and she reacted quickly. Well, after Roseanne, Roseanne blamed story. her. All she did, did she, she tweeted out, she just said, I won't be returning to the show. That's literally it. Like, yeah. she didn't say, you're a racist <laughs> pig. She didn't like nothing, but she could have. Yeah. And then Roseanne blamed her and said, oh, Wanda spooked the network and that's no, why it got God. called. I don't think no, so. No, got so because you called a black woman a monkey. Yes. That's Roseanne, why. Roseanne apologised and then talked about getting off social media or Twitter specifically. For a day. That lasted a day. Yeah, <laughs> yes, and then she got back on and realised there was... You know, kind of a sub subgroup of tweeters who, oh are, who are supporting her. So yeah. she's back bad as ever. Bad as ever. So well, her ban lasted as long nothing. as your ban on that I put on. I put on yeah, was, Shane on a Trump ban. Right. Because he's like mental for Trump on Twitter. I'm not you absolutely Trump. are. Like mental against Trump. I'm mental Trump for the resistance. For the resistance. <laughs> and I'm like, this is doing your head in. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a dark it's, place. It's a very it dark it's place. Not, yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Should we move on to bring a plate? Let's bring a plate. Oh, bring no, plate. No, 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 no. We're, we're not doing what bring would a plate. Uncle Kev say about World Cup, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that Cup. finished yesterday. Well, it, yeah, well, it, yeah, well, it, we're on timing. it, people. We're on it. Well, Dave, yeah, what pre- would he say? Well, this is interesting because my dad, whose name is Kevin, um, is a big AFL fan. Yeah. But soccer, he would just regard that as a game that ethnics play. 
yeah. Definitely, because that high school is just the the well, the Croatians who lost. But in a way, in a in a racist way, or in a way of like, it's just not my thing. Like, would he go? I I wouldn't. There's a complete like. There's a generation of. Well, yeah, Australian he, males who just deny that it exists. Yeah, yeah, no, he did refer right. to it as wogball, that's for sure. Right, so okay. It, yeah, it was okay. definitely racism there, for sure. All right, but, Kev. But Kev would not be interested in it at all. At all? No. Okay. No. Even if he certainly the, wouldn't the, stay up till three in the what morning. What if it was France and England? No. Still no think, way. No. He would just be the like, oh, that's, that's a bloody foreign game, that game. What's wrong with AFL? They so should does, be playing AFL. Does your Kev think that AFL is a is an international sport? He be- he would believe that's the only sport, I reckon. Yeah, yeah he would believe that. No, that's the only the sport. Cavemen played it. And then when he'd go to Queensland, he'd get confused while they're watching rugby. What are you watching this for? They're bloody rubbish. You watch what, AFL. Well, I concur with that. Yeah, well, yeah, no, yeah. same here. Like oh, well, AFL's better than rugby. Too many necks. Too many necks. Big, <laughs> thick, too much neck. Too much thick. neck. But Way yeah, the, the, neck. The, the work, I mean, soccer's, it's really interesting how that's grown in Australia because mm. parents like it because it's a safe, they say it's a safer game than AFL. Yes. There's less contact. So yeah. is it officially taken over as the most popular sport for kids? Oh, probably in Australia. Because, like, yeah, where's the term soccer mum come from? The America. Well, America. America. But I think that is to do with... We have soccer mums here, though. We do. Oh, we do. I think it's to do with um, injury. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a perception that um, in AFL and rugby you'll get you could get head injuries and so on, and in soccer you wouldn't. And also, yeah, soccer true. really pushed the girls. Like yeah, ten yeah, years ago, absolutely. all girls were playing. Yeah, girls yeah. AFL weren't because well, it's not contact sport. Yeah. Either, but so. now AFL girls, my daughter plays it. It's huge now. It's getting yeah, bigger yeah. and bigger because you know what? AFLW. That, that, it's great for the girls, and it's also great for those dads who yeah. had daughters yeah. and no sons, but were yeah. mad yeah. AFL heads. Yeah, yeah, totally. So they've been standing on the side of netball courts, going, "Oh, Jesus." Oh, this is all right, but yeah. oh, they turn up in their uniforms and yeah. live in the glory. Nice just got recruited for North Melbourne. Oh, yeah. really? AFL. Really? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Fantastic. Sophie Abitangelo. Sophie Abitangelo, yeah, does she have a working class background? She, yeah, she's from my family. We're getting her in then. There you go. I met Darcy Vessio. <laughs> oh, we did a debate with her. Class. Don't you tell me names. I don't know anyone who... She, no, she's... she's my, my daughter knows her. Oh, Daisy Pierce she, as well. No, there's Daisy and Darcy, but they're yeah. the two They're the two they're ones the that superstars. the girls... And there's another one that they, they talk about, the girls talk about. Oh, I, I can't remember. confess my sport knowledge is limited. But anyway, that... That girl, uh, Darcy, she didn't, we did a debate with her. She was oh, better than any it. of us. Yeah. What was the debate? Um, sitting down is bad for you? Sitting down, <laughs> sitting's the new smoking. Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah, and she was a sports person and we were all like professional speakers. So I'm like, now Darcy, do you need any yeah. help? And, you know, <laughs> she got <laughs> she up ran, ran, completely ran, ran around yeah. all of us. She won, she won the debate for the team she was on totally. because she was so good. She was amazing. Um, getting back to the World Cup, I, that's interesting you say that because I didn't, which shows how much project, projection, what would Uncle Kev say, is actually about. I immediately went to the politics of it being in Russia and Pussy Riot, which now that I reflect oh, yeah. on it, Uncle Kev would have no he idea who no Pussy idea. Riot Hey, my, my dad, Kev, went to Russia and he said, they were very angry and poor. That was his... Uh, <laughs> Really? Yeah, that was, his, that was his summary of Russia. See, I was doing a lot of crosses while I was doing the ABC fill-ins to, to reporters in Russia. Yeah. And they all were all saying, basically, the Russian people were so lovely and it's mm. wonderful here. Because I was a bit... I went on TV saying we shouldn't be there. You know, if I did was in Russia... I did. If I was in Russia, I'd be arrested. So would you, Dave. Why? Because we've been critical of the government. Oh, okay. The Russian government. Yeah, or- well... 
you know, if you transplanted us and our politics and oh, to Russia, yeah, you Russia, wouldn't be there. Yeah, okay, dissidents. yeah, we sure, would be dissidents. Sure, sure, and sure. I was just like, why are we just all partying with this maniac? Like, really? yeah, this is not cool. But of course, Uncle Kevin would not give a shit. No, about he wouldn't that. have gone to Russia. Though, no, really. so that's pure oh, your projection. Uncle Kevin did go to Russia. Though. Yeah, my dad did go to Russia. <laughs> no, he'd definitely not go to Russia. And now you say that, yes, I think he would be more likely to just go soccer. It's so boring. Yeah, One I goal. Yeah, yeah, that exactly. Yeah, it's too, yeah. too long in between scores. Yeah, not enough action. No. And no one punches on. Exactly. Well, in the crowd they okay. do. Yeah, they <laughs> do. Yes, that's true. That's the hooligan is a lot is of that. that. still a thing? Yes. They stamped it out. And in England and stuff, yeah. And I, th- I think also I know with the parents, because I was complaining to one of the, the guy across the road who's got very sporty kids about the, the behaviour of some of the parents at the oh, girls' football. Oh, my Lord. He said, oh, you go to soccer. It's a lot worse. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. He, he said he went to one... Or even swimming. Oh, swimming. swimming. No, seriously. <laughs> really? Swimming. I, there was a guy that swimming lessons, running up and down the side with his kid going, harder, harder, harder. It's crazy, isn't and it? I was, I was torn between going over there and saying, yeah. pull your head in. That's oh, crazy. That's bad. It really, sorry, you, what, what's going on at soccer? Oh, soccer. So, yeah, a lot of... Well, in AFL, what you, you notice at local games is that there's always about six, normally all the dads and some of the mums, just talking to the coach constantly during oh the game. Mate, get telling to, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but yeah. in soccer, you're not allowed to do it. They've Good. banned it. Good. Because too many of the dads are getting in the face of these coaches. Yeah. Basketball, it's the same. And he said he went to one game where there was a guy standing on a hill with a, just a horn going, <laughs> and he said, what's the story of the guy on the hill? He goes, oh, he's been banned. He's oh got to stay 100 metres away. <laughs> blow his horn. Oh, my God. He's talking to someone in my family the other day, and they were saying how in a, a certain age range, I think it's under 11s, they don't score past 60 points. This is right. for AFL. In the AFL. Yeah, oh, right. That's Aussie rules. Yeah. Yeah. But the parents, um, you know, so they just write it's it down. Meant, yeah, it's meant to, to wipe out that kind of behaviour. But parents will keep scoring. If you've ever got any doubt that that the heart remains a child, as everything but the girl said in a nineteen something oh, wow. lyric, everything but the girl, wow. yeah. great band, what a band, great not band. a working class band. Um, you go to a like watch adults at a kids sporting match. It's unbelievable because they are, they're like yeah. toddlers. Yeah, yeah right. it really puts me off. Sport. Oh, yeah. I've been a coach, and it puts me off. What did you coach? Basketball. Mm. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, mm. and I, you know, I'm quite assertive, Dave. You are, and yeah. I don't. You know, shrinking saying, violet. No, I will. I'm quite happy to tell you to back off, but it's intense. Yeah, it really is intense. Yeah, yeah. A guy took his shirt off the other day. Uh, <laughs> we played another club, and the woman said, "Oh, last week, one of our dads took his shirt off and ran on the field. He was so angry with the umpire. Oh, like, like I'll do that next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, like, like Incredible Hulk." <laughs> Tits akimbo. <laughs> Nelly, put your clothes back on. All right. It was going to be some before. That's gender equity. I'm doing that at the next game. <laughs> Good luck. At netball. Yeah. I tell you what, if you want to see someone who won't take shit, you see a netball coach. Oh, yeah. Those women. They're tough. Oh, yeah, they're, they're tough. like trunch balls, but nice. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, they're tough. They Ooh. should be running the country. Yeah. <laughs> um, Netball coaches. They should. Should be running the Our country. Our last segment, something to do with pop music? Oh, uh, yeah. No, pop it's music. about uh, class and their our working class relationship to pop music. I was looking at a study that, um, no surprises, but uh, found that people in the upper classes enjoyed um, opera and progressive rock music oh, okay. no. and yeah. jazz. Yeah. Um, jazz, yeah. Yeah, and, and pop music. <laughs> 
whilst the lower classes. <gasps> this is why I love this podcast, oh, especially after a month on the ABC. Because as soon as you said jazz, Dave made like a retching jazz face. Like yeah, I feel the same about jazz. I like I do jazz too, but you're not allowed to say. No, that. no, I like Dixieland only music that that goes across both uh, classes. Apparently. I just don't really? get it. I like Dixieland jazz. What is Dixieland jazz? It's like um pop, basically. Yeah, yeah. Do they do that? That should our promo should be you two trying to beatbox, beatbox Dixieland jazz. What? Yeah, what's interesting? I don't get it. Pop, pop. What about rock? Rock is always associated with working class. Yeah, yeah. Heavy, heavy metal's working class. Yep, rap music's working class. Country and western. Hang on, rap music. No, that well, we're, we're yeah. co-opting there. Yeah, yeah. I what think it, I think that, initially African American. Yeah, but it's from the street. Yeah, yeah but, but most the people street doesn't have to be working class necessarily. Yeah, but most also underclass. Most well. people in America that buy hip hop is a white middle class man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's apparently yes. yeah, yeah likes to say the n word. Yeah, by himself. Yeah, you know, singing the lyrics. Yeah, I'm not sure about categorizing hip hop as. What yeah, not class. maybe not now, but it did originate from, you know, what poor. Black, yeah, of course. Yeah. What about the music? Black. What about the yeah. music that we like, like alternative music? Well, do you think you can tell somebody's class by the music they listen to? So I reckon yes, you can. I think you can. But then again, not, you're not not perfectly. Like it's not yeah, universally it's not an exact science. No. But if but you say you're a Smiths fan, you'd go middle class. Well, taste yeah, is class based. Yeah. Taste. ACDC, you'd say working class. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen. Fancy. Oh, Fonzie's very working, working class. class. Fonzie, working, working class. class. The other Same one. working class man. Exactly. Who's the other What's one? Daryl Braithwaite. Not Daryl Braithwaite. <laughs> <laughs> you know the one, the younger version of Fonzie? Oh, Shannon Noll. Not Sh- oh, oh, Shannon Oh, Shannon Noll. Apology accepted. <laughs> Gee, um, he went off the Richter, didn't he? Well, someone was throwing beer cans at him. Yeah, right? I, I, again, I'm like... Yeah, but did you hear his rant? It was... No, it was pretty, pretty horrific, wasn't yeah. it? I didn't but hear also, it. But also, everyone goes, oh, yeah, he was under pressure. Yeah, he was under pressure. That doesn't mean you offer up someone else's wife to be rooted. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and, pretty, and the mum. And his mum. And the mum. It was about oh dark God. looking to his, his psyche, wasn't it? <laughs> anyway, um, I reckon yeah. you can... Not perfectly, but you can... It's harder with people like us three who we've got a foot in both camps because yes. we're educated working class. I love the Smiths. I did like the Smiths. I love the Smiths But I had too. to kind of keep it quiet. I didn't oh. find them until uni. Yeah, people would have a go at you if you had the Smiths or the Cure on your folder at school. Yeah, well, yeah. what's yeah. that music? You Diesel know, like. is who I was thinking of. Diesel. Oh, Diesel. <laughs> I'm glad. He would love that you <laughs> elevated him to the status yeah. of Barnes and Barnes. He's and he's he got would. a different name. So then what's a classic? Johnny. What's a, what's a what's a sort of middle class band where you go? Oh, well, oh. all the depressed ones. Oh, like Bonavir and all those sort of alternative. I don't even know Bonavir. Oh, that's, you know Bonavir. Spandau Ballet. Oh, come on, no. they're working class no, boys. Bon Iver, I would have. Bon Iver, I'm saying, trying yeah. to say Bon Iver. It's all that yeah, depressing probably. kind of you know uni stuff. Well, like I, I think when yeah. I was a teenager, the people kind of were fans of bands like they were supporters of football clubs. Yes. De- oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah, it was like Aussie Crawl. You too. Yeah. So you who did you who did you support? <laughs> who did you really like? Um, I was a Kiss fan. Oh, I see. I hated Kiss. Kiss were very working class. Yeah, and Greeks, Greeks they, guys. Well, because they yeah. were on um, Greeks. Countdown. Hey, they were on Countdown. Yeah, but Countdown yeah, also were, had was on Countdown. But Countdown uh, also had been like Madness and stuff like yeah, that. And, you know, don't know Alice who they Cooper are. Alice Cooper's working class. Yeah, surely. Um, yeah, Not bad example then. The Church. Oh, I love the church. I don't even know who they are. The church, unguarded <laughs> moment. 
In an unguarded moment. Yeah, yeah, I know. Under the Milky Way. You've got the voice of an angel, Dave O'Neill. Finding inspiration. I'm going to play it in my car on the way home. I knew you. That's a great song. But they were kind of pretentious. Yeah, you had them on your. I remember my brother went out with a girl from a private school, lovely girl. And she was a big church fan. It was yeah. like, oh, yeah, you're a bit posh. You're into the yeah. church. So the, the middle They're class are listening to things that say life's shit and hard and depressing. And the working class are listening to things saying things will get better. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, like Madness would be a classic British working class band. Yeah. Because they're really happy. Ska music. Yeah, music. Ska. We love Ska music. And that was very working class, actually. Mm. It's like you're talking Japanese. I well, Ska music, reggae music sped up, basically. Yeah. So, you know, Madness, you know. Reggae music you know, sped up. Yeah. That yeah, doesn't sound like working class. Kind this of. sounds like co-opting again. It's like well, no, yeah. It was originally from Jamaica. And then all the Jamaican immigrants. Give me an example. It, UB40. Oh, okay. I'm with you. Uh, you, know, yeah. ma- you know Madness yeah. are the... The biggest scar band in the world. No, I don't be, know okay. that day. You know our I'm house. To Whitney Houston. Yeah. Yes, I do know our house. Oh, well, that's a, in the sort of, middle of the street. Yeah. Yeah. that one. That's yeah. madness. Yeah. And they were like working class boys, you know, like from London. So, how London. are you picking class now when you meet someone? Um, well, most young people, oh, a lot of young people I know, listen to R and B. So, right. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 And Aussie rap, which so this is, is rubbish. Um, what do you think? <laughs> oh, no, oh, Aussie I, rap's not rubbish. No, he'll stop. Uh, no, I, I don't. I have a problem with it. It's my own prejudice. I just. You can't do the accent? I've, you know, white white middle class boys who go surfing and. Yeah, yeah. But, but there's right. lots of but black talking about the there's struggle. Lots of indigenous I kids and also, yeah, I don't have a problem right. with that. But, but he'll top hoods. Like, just, you know, Adelaide yeah, Bogan. Not a fan. <laughs> The nosebleed section. That's a good song. Do you know what's really lucky? It just occurred to me that we have no way for anyone to contact us. Yeah. (laughs) Because I thought, we we don't have Facebook page. We're going to get bashed. You get on say you don't like Hilltop Hoods. We are going to get, like, trolled. I'm happy they exist. I just don't like them. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. That's fine. They wouldn't care. They'd go, yeah, fair enough. Oh, There's people that don't of, like us. And let never heard <laughs> of that. that. <laughs> Let's end on this night because we're going to go too long. Mm. We oh. have found, well, he found us, which is miraculous given that we literally had about 100, 100 people listeners. listening. Yeah, good on them. The guy whose oh, music yeah. we used off the free website for the oh, theme great. tune found us. Does he want money? No, but no. we're going to try and he wants, he wants a credit. To have a chat to him. Yeah, great. And um, we'll, let's bring him Give in him a another plug. week. Yeah. yeah, of course. All right. What are you doing this week, Dave? <sighs> I'm filling in on Nova Radio, actually. Okay. Nova oh, yeah. FM. Well, I used to be on Nova. By yourself? Yeah. No, with um, I'm just filling. No, with um, Chrissy and Sam Brown. Uh, so uh, sorry, mor- Sam. Uh, Payne. Jonathan Brown. Yeah. Anyway, so it's just five early, four in the mornings. Jeez. I was going to do you Friday. There now? No, I finished. We finished at nine. I thought they were pre-recorded. Oh, Jesus. That. No, they're pre-recorded. <laughs> okay. And Friday's my partner's birthday, so I couldn't work on that day. Happy birthday, Kieran. Yeah, Happy birthday. My partner. Happy well, we're not married. Helen. Oh, you're not married, so she's your partner. Happy birthday, Helen. Ooh, uh. Oh, so you know that song, Things of Stone and Wood. I don't know who sang it. Things of Stone and Wood. What are you doing this week? Shane Lang. Work. Work, work, work. Work. More work. It's not the golden rule. You're doing any vacuuming? I gave Shane a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, it's awesome. Hey? Yeah, I've do been you... vacuuming all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. He loves vacuuming. If I quote songs to you, do you reckon you can... Is your knowledge really good? Like, if I say yeah. work is yeah. not the golden rule, who's saying that? I... If you give me some titles, is not the golden rule. Oh, it's Bow Wow Wow. It's pretty obscure. Oh, I love Bow Wow. <laughs> you love, I love Bow Wow Wow. Yeah. See, Nelly. Nelly, what are you doing this week? Researching I'm music. Unlike Adam you the two, ants, I'm not like measuring my penis by <laughs> the amount of songs that I know. Do you really uh, think it's about that? <laughs> Adam <laughs> no. the Ants, yes. 
Oh my oh, god! They had some great songs. Oh, Is did. this thing on? Stand and deliver. What am I doing Doggy this dog. week? Um, because I haven't had a day off in a month. You're going to relax, aren't you? Having a holiday. In fact, I'm not even meant to be here. I only came here from the, the love you. of my two working class brothers. Wait, Thanks for coming. Yeah. Are you having an actual holiday or? Well, by that I mean I'm at home. laying around watching. Yeah. You know. And you oh my kids. god! And I have to give credit. One of the funniest bloody things I've heard, Catherine Devaney, another working class broad, who we will get in. Devo, Devo, so yeah. Devo tweeted last week that her kids were asking her to do something. She said, "Shut up!" Oh, I heard the this. final episode of Handmaid's Tales on yes. it's Brunswick Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> praise be, Catherine. Praise, praise be. be. Under his eye. We'll How see good you next was it? Week. How good How was it? We've good. got to talk about. We've got to talk about Handmaid's Tales. Can we do it no, next week? I haven't yeah. Watched it. Well, Shane, we'll fill you in. But on I want to. It's on SBS. It's on free cable. Yeah, I know, no, I banned it's... Shane because he had a rough trot. I banned him because it was too sad. It is Later. depressing. Later. Yeah. Oh, it's too bad. But I love the final episode. Like yeah. It's controversy, but I loved it. Yeah. Really? Praise yeah, you me. Is it a feel good episode? No, it's definitely nothing feeling well, good. Well, no, it is because they fight back. It's positive. Mm. You know the one where the. Is I there mean, a shred of hope? Yes. It's very rapey. But I mean, the one where the. They had the suicide bomber, one of the, oh, the handmaid. That, that was just plot spoilers. Yeah, spoiler, one. spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> love but that, that was just like, yeah, cop, cop this, buddy. But also, how much did that make you think? Like everyone who, you know, the, the politics that we hear about today, mm. when you hear suicide bomber, you automatically go crazy bad. Yeah. In this case, you kind of go, do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, more complicated. Mm. Thank you for listening to Up Your Class. We'll be back next week. Sorry for the um, hiatus. Do we have a guest next week? Uh, we might have a guest. I might yeah, see if uh, the Devonator can come in. What do you reckon? Oh, oh look out. Let's, let's look out. Um, Dave O'Neill, have a great week. Shane you Lee. Too. You too. And man. I've been Nellie Thomas. See you later. Bye. Bye.